Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Darren LeBrenz, the CEO of Pure Gold Mining. They are a developer of with a gold project in Canada, high-grade gold. Um, they are hoping to be able to pour gold at the end of this year. Clearly, there's going to be a few things that need to happen between now and then. We're interested most in how they're going to develop the project after that because this is a district-wide project. Darren has huge expectations, and he talks us through why he thinks he's going to be able to deliver shareholder value. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Darren, how are you doing, sir? Doing really well. How about yourself? I'm coping. If I'm honest, I'm coping. Yeah. I'm coping with, yeah. with, with the aid of uh, large glasses of red wine at night. Is, is the truth. Yeah, that helps. Oh, it? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we haven't spoken since um, last August, so time for a catch-up, because uh, you had something good going on then, and you'd also just uh, received a chunk of change um, as well to do mm. some things with. But first, why don't we kick off with a one-minute summary for people new to this story, and I'll pick it up from there. Sure. Uh, we're Pure Gold Mining. I'm Darren LeBrenz, President and CEO. Uh, we have the uh, Pure Gold Red Lake Mine in Ontario, Canada. Uh, we're in construction today, fully funded, and uh, targeting first gold pour in December of this year. Really excited about uh, you know entering um, production in a rising gold market with a declining Canadian dollar, so I think we have a perfect storm brewing here. But I'm especially excited about the future and, and the growth potential that we see on our project to continue to, to expand and grow. Great. Thanks for the summary. Um, just remind people what you've got today. What do you know about what you've got today? Because you, you talk about you know high, high grade, low cost, but what does that mean? Yeah, so we went through a number of milestones last year. Um, you know, we've we've got a mineral resource today that's 2.1 million ounces indicated at nine grams per ton. We've got another half million ounces of inferred. Uh, we took a portion of that resource and we carved out a million ounce reserve, and that reserves at nine grams per ton. We completed a feasibility study on that. Uh, subsequently, we signed a First Nation agreement with our partners, Laxul and Wabasgang, uh, fully financed the project through a combination of debt and equity and uh, initiated construction in August. Uh, so we're in, we're in full construction right now, again, and targeting first pour for the end of the year. Okay. Because, I mean, you, the, the company itself, and we, we, we talked about three, three times, I think, last year from February onwards. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of progress each time. And, and, the, and the truth is, for the last three, four years, it's been sort of relatively bump, you know, bumping along uh, a similar level, you know, and hadn't really made an impression on the market. But then you got 47.5 million bucks last July. Mm -hmm. The market then turned August, September in terms of the price of uh, gold, the, the, the bull market for gold happened. The timing was good for you. Um, and I think the reaction has, has changed because I, I do remember around that time you were looking to uh, list in London, uh, which you did, mm -hmm. I think you did do. Um, was that the moment where you think things changed for this company? Yeah, certainly, you know, it's, uh, you know, given the market we were in, we, we, we saw it as prudent to, to move forward into production. Um, and that's where we, as I say, we took a portion of our mineral resource uh, and converted that into reserves. And I think it's, uh, you know, as, as it, I guess, as it turns out, people get pretty fixated on the numbers that come out there, but, but we have a much broader project, a much, you know, broader project here in terms of growth and size and scale and potential. And I think that's what I'd like our investors to think about is, you know, kind of four themes here, location, grade, size, and growth. And, uh, you know, as it turns out, yes, we've been seeing an increase in gold market. It's, it's been happening for some time and 
there's real drivers behind that between you know government debt real interest rates pushing down towards zero uh all of that's um, been very constructive for gold uh with the combination of a weak canadian dollar you know we're looking very very positive as we come into into production here yeah and and so quite excited about that no, I, get, I get that but everyone's in the same position what I, what I was trying to work out is what are the moments that define the company and you know the, what i was asking you there was do you think market conditions uh contributed towards the change in attitude towards your company or was it that moment when the board said, well, let's just carve out this million bucks, million ounces here and just come at it a different way. I think it's it's kind of all of it, um, you know, kind of coming together at the same time. So as I said, you know, moving through each of these milestones and knocking off in succession between, you know, the, the updated resource, the feasibility study, the First Nations agreement, the financing, uh, putting us in a fully funded position and doing that in the context of a rising gold market has, has really, you know, helped us move forward from a valuation perspective. I think right now what we're looking at, you know, we're, we're months away from production. And so naturally what you see is companies start to re-rate as they come into production. And even if you look at our first phase alone and you look at the numbers, you know, based on, on today's metal prices, uh, you know, we're, we're trading at, you know, half times NAV. Producers typically trade up towards one times NAV. So we should see a strong re-rate as we come into production. But beyond that, as I said, you know, we're already looking at the next phase. We've already drilled off resources. We've already done some early stage scoping level work on those resources. And we think there's a real growth path in front of us beyond that first phase of development. Right. Okay. That's normally the point. The CEO would have taken taken my um, lead and, and taken the credit for changing the business plan and fortunes of the company. But no, I appreciate <laughs> there, there, there a lot, there's a lot of moving parts. But as I say, there always are. And I'm just intrigued by the companies that decide to go early. You know, space approach that you know I know you've talked about many many times before. Um, to say, well, let's try and get some revenues flowing. Let's show people what we've got, what we're capable of, of doing um, here. Um, and I know you're fully funded for that. Um, but what, what's, the, what's the plan after that? Because you know, people are walking into this thing, you're at, you know, around a buck today, which is great. I think we're about 60 cents when we last spoke in, in August. So there's been some real movement there. But what, what's the game plan today? So for people looking at you afresh, not existing shareholders, but new people looking at you, Where's this growth that you keep talking about coming from? Yeah, so when you look at um, kind of the, the mineral system we have in place here, you know, there's two and a half, it's a brownfield site. There's two and a half million ounces of historic production. You know, we've got a resource today, as I said, of 2.1 million ounces indicated, another half million ounces of inferred. So this is already a 5 million ounce system. The team has been fantastic. They've made several discoveries over the, over the last few years. And uh, and those discoveries, you know, I would classify them as, as earlier stage. They're, they're at surface, they're wide open. We continue to drill in those areas. So we didn't consider those as part of our, you know, first phase mine. And so those are areas where we we continue to drill, as I said, and looking to convert inferred to indicated, grow those resources. Uh, we've already looked at early stage engineering or scoping level work to see how we might mine them, you know, what the mineability is. And we've done that in the context of, you know, from a thought process or business strategy. Uh, we've done that in the context of looking at our plant and saying, well, what if we expanded the plant? And we mine these, uh, you know, these salary deposits or new discoveries concurrently. What would that look like? And it looks very attractive. You know, it's it's immediately creative. It adds a lot of cash flow with uh, without significant capital, and uh, and allows us to improve the production profile as well. Okay. So, and what? Are the, okay. Run through the numbers for phase one for us, because I want to get onto the phase yeah. two and see what that increment is. So, I've got them here, but you tell us those if you don't mind. 
Yeah, so when you look at phase one, as, as I said, we're, we're sitting here in a rapidly moving, you know, gold market. We did our feasibility study at 1275 US dollars per ounce, which translates to 1700 Canadian. Uh, today, we're 24, actually, we're plus 2400 Canadian. So because of that disparity between the US and Canadian dollar, we've been seeing, you know, on a daily basis, almost record highs for gold price in Canadian dollars. So, you know, Canada's a fantastic place to be building a mine. We are Canada's next mine. Uh, you've got the, the, the security of uh, strong regulatory environment where we're not worried about personal security or land tenure, but we're also getting this double bump, if you will, between a rising gold price and, and, a, and a lower Canadian dollar. So to put it in the context of our, our first phase mine, uh, we've got a million ounce reserve at nine pounds per ton. Uh, when you apply $700 movement from the time we put our feasibility study out, that's $700 million of cash flow on top of that first plan. So it's, uh, it's going to be an incredibly robust uh, mine. It's going to generate all kinds of cash, and that cash is going to allow us to self-fund the exploration and, and production improvements that we hope to see from our second phase and our third phase of development on the project. Right. So, so the, what happens with the money you generate from phase one? Does that all go in the ground? Do shareholders see any of that? Are you, even at this very early stage, thinking about the possibility of dividends? You know, how do you reward shareholders new and and existing. Yeah, so dividends aren't aren't something that we're considering in the early stages. It will it will reinvest in the project, and that is that is because we see such a growth path in front of us. Um, so so what we're looking at here again is is a um, a fully funded exploration program to grow those resources to move them very quickly into into production. Uh, you know we're targeting right now year three of operations to to bring those uh, discoveries online. Again, possibly through an expansion. And then when you look more broadly, you know we've got. I would say a core piece of, of fertile Red Lake geology. We, we hold 47 square kilometers. We have a 10 meter strike length of the, the main conduit or, or plumbing system, if you will, for, for large deposits. And uh, we've we've intersected mineralization across seven kilometers of that, which is wide open to depth. So that's where we'll lay on the next phase of growth. Okay, and I guess I'm looking at this from people who've been maybe sitting on your, your shares for three, four, five years. I mean, where's the upside for this? For them, because you know that you, you keep re reinvesting in, uh, and plowing money back in the ground and plowing money, and you're producing you know good, good grades, lots of ounces, but the money keeps going back in the ground. What's the upside for them? Well, it's it's growth, right? And so when we look at it, you think about our sector and and where has all of the you know a lot of the value been generated over the last decade? It's it's from brownfields. Uh, discoveries, if you will. I mean, just to the north of us is the Red Lake Mine, where I worked as chief geologist in the mid 1990s. Uh, you know, it's it's really identical in every respect. It's you know same rocks, same alterations, same timing of mineralization. Uh, the discovery of the high grade zone there was a company maker. It turned Gold Corp into a twenty billion dollar company in its peak. And you look at our current shareholders: uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti, Newmont, number one, number three, and number one gold producers in the world. Eric Sprott, Rob McEwen. They're looking for that kind of transformative growth. And you know, to speak to, to Eric Sprott. Uh, where is a lot of the money come from that's being invested across the sector? It's Kirkland Lake, which is the exact same story. You got the Macassar mine, deep discovery. You got the Fosterville mine, deep discovery. Now it's a 16 billion Canadian company. So the real growth here that we see on our project between the discoveries we made at surface and this, this big mineral system that's already 5 million ounces that we see a clear path to, to doubling of that, that's going to drive real value for our shareholders. Okay, so you're looking to build a mine here. You're not looking to flip this. You're not looking for a quick return. No, absolutely looking to build a mine and build a, a mining company here. Uh, again, we're we're extremely lucky to have this this piece of ground. We've had great success in in, in building a 
you know, a, a significant resource. Uh, we're going into production with a portion of that uh, and uh, we'll be the fifth highest grade mine in Canada in production and the 17th highest grade mine in the world. Uh, you know, put that in perspective, we're higher grade than 95% of the mines out there. So that drives an opportunity. It drives opportunities for cash flow uh, with strong margins, given that the grade that we see there. Have you got the team on board to do that? We do. We've been very successful in, in recruiting. Uh, you know, when we spoke last August, we would have had you know, four or five people on the ground. Today, we've got a workforce of over 60 people, uh, full complement of, of underground miners, uh, right through supervision, maintenance, uh, technical services are in place with engineering, geology, uh, surveying, safety, uh, security is in place, admin team is in place. So we're, we're building out a team, but we've been incredibly successful thus far. Okay. And um, and, and this, this team that you're building out, um, what's the experience in creating shareholder value? I mean, what, what, do you know what, I know you know how to, Build mines. I think I've read you. Mm -hmm. You built three between you, which is which is great. Have you been able to create meaningful value for your your shareholders, whether they be Eric Sprott or, or a humble retail investor? Yeah, yeah. So I'll speak to the board and management team. Uh, we've clearly shown a real strong track record of creating value for our shareholders. Uh, you know, if you look at Marco Day, who's on our board, he he brought Frontier Gold from it. A two million dollar startup company to ultimately a 2.3 billion dollar acquisition by by Newmont, and uh, and he's he's done it again repeatedly. Uh, you know the the Karma project uh, through True Gold Mining uh, transaction with with Endeavor, um, multiple examples here of bringing projects through exploration into development into into operations, and and in those cases ultimately transacting. You know you speak to the. Uh, you know, kind of the broader group, and uh, we brought three mines on stream over the last four years, if you include our own, uh, that being Long Canyon, now owned by Newmont, the Karma Mine, owned by Endeavor, and, and the Pure Gold Red Lake Mine. So there is that real strong track record of generating value to building mines, uh, operating mines. Uh, more broadly across the board, you've got, uh, you know, Maurice Belanger just joined our board. Uh, she's just gone through a successful build on the Atlantic Gold operation. You're following a very much, you know, similar phased approach to development, and uh, and that had a successful outcome. Um, you know, it's it's a fantastic team that I'm working with here. Do you regret the London listing? Not at all. No, it uh, it's uh, it's an opportunity to you know generate more visibility on a global scale for the company. Uh, we've seen uh, both retail and institutional shareholders in London um, invest in pure gold, so it's. Uh, it's uh, it's going to take time, you know, to continue to um, to spread awareness, I guess, of pure gold mining and, and where our growth opportunities are. But uh, it's going very well. Okay, and and in terms of that change between the balance between retail investor and obviously you've got some some names in there, is that is that is that evolving as you're getting closer to production or closer to pouring? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you look back to the early days of pure gold, it would have been predominantly retail. Uh, we, we've now got, you know, I, I highlighted key investors there between mining companies and, and mining titans, if you will. They collectively hold about 30 to 35 percent of the company. Uh, we've seen some strong institutional ownership come in over the last couple of years as we move closer to production. And I think we'll continue to see that evolve um, with a, you know, an, an increased institutional base as, as we, you know, as we, as we start production here. And, and you and again, what are you, I'm trying to work out what are you doing to actually drive you know a bit more liquidity in the stock? I think you're trading so seven eight hundred thousand today, which or yesterday, which is which is sort of reasonable. But if you want to get on, if you want to be on things like you know GDXJ, you know what are you doing about that in terms of talking to the market? 
Yeah, we've been very active over the last, um, you know, last several weeks here to really get the word about, you know, how close we are to, to production and what the real growth aspirations of the company are. In fact, if you look at uh, um, Tuesday, we traded 7 million shares collectively right. across all of and so we've really seen an increase in liquidity over the last couple of weeks. And, and I think that will increase as we as we move again into production with first gold core targeted for, for late this year. Okay. But again, but, but that talking to who are you talking to? You know, who's important who's important to you now? Retail becoming less important as you're getting to the point where you're generating cash? I think all shareholders are important. You you need you know, you need long supportive shareholders to to, to help generate the, the value for the company, but you also need, you know, you need people who are going to trade the stock as well to generate liquidity. So I, I, I wouldn't discount uh, any any shareholder. Obviously, we're we're trying to encourage as, as many people as possible to recognize the value that we have in the company, the strong re-rate potential as we move into production, and and importantly, the, the, the growth path that we see in front of us here. Okay. And, and with regards to the, coming back to the assets at, uh, itself and m- moving into this kind of phase two development, are you saying it's, it's a very similar, consistent, or body, or are you concerned at all technically about your ability to deliver at the same pace? No, we've been we've been moving at a fairly rapid pace from from day one. Uh, we've we've got a, a very strong understanding of the geology on the ground and effectively unlocked it with what I think is one of the strongest teams on Red Lake uh, in place at Pure Gold. Uh, we've generated new discoveries, as I said, three new discoveries over the last couple of years that are right at surface. Uh, we continue to expand them. Um, you know, I, I don't really see any technical issues. When you look at the project itself, effectively across the seven kilometer strike length, our mineral resources are, are, are effectively estimated with 1.3 million meters of drilling. So, I mean, you think about that for a moment, 1.3 million meters, it's an incredible number. I've never seen that in, in any project I've worked at. In, in, in my uh, <clears throat> in my history, so uh, that gives you a lot of assurance about the quality of the resource, the quality of reserves. You know, our average spacing is about six to six and a half meters uh, in our mineral reserves, which means you're never more than about six meters away from a drill hole. Again, that gives you a, a real good degree of confidence on not only the grade but the location of, of mineralization. So, I, I think that's you know technically gives us a real leg up from from a, a de-risking standpoint. But all of that drilling sits within a you know the top one kilometer. We've got a drill hole down at 2.1 kilometer that shows that this deposit persists to depth, and and you know collectively this style of deposit is is you know typically very very deep rooted. Um, they're they're volumetrically small, but they pack a huge punch with with high grade. And so you know our neighbors to the north, uh, they mined over 20 million ounces. Uh, they're down at two and a half kilometers. Uh, we've got a reserve down to one kilometer. You know, it's already a five million ounce system, and 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 again, we think we're just barely scratching the surface here. I think that this has real potential to grow. It's interesting. And when you when you get to the point where you are starting to generate cash, obviously it's not free cash flow, mm-hmm. but it, it, you're generating cash. You've got options as to what you do with it. You're going to focus on your current assets. Are there any gaps that you think you need to plug in terms of whether it be land packages or similar? Yeah, we've uh, we've been quite successful, um, you know, in terms of consolidating the land position uh, around the key piece of ground that we hold. Uh, we've done three three deals over the last several years to, to consolidate it. Uh, we're we're always looking. I mean, in the Red Lake camp, we're always looking at other ground and and evaluating opportunities to move forward. Obviously, our first focus here is to execute and uh, build our mine on on time on budget. Um, we have strong growth uh, aspirations. Uh, organically from with our, within our property package, but uh, you know clearly we'll continue to look outside as well for opportunities. Look outside, meaning land packages or or companies. 
Yeah, land, land packages in longer term, you know, I, I'm looking to grow a mining company here. I have no desire to be a, you know, a single asset company and uh, we will look for growth opportunities when the right time presents itself. You know, again, we've got a, we've got a path in front of us that we need to execute on, but uh, absolutely we'll be looking at other opportunities when we move forward. So, I mean, last year was quite a strange year for gold um, and obviously it kind of finished in a nice spot because the, the price kept rising, which is, which is great. Um, but the types of signals to the market last year, which would normally have resulted in some kind of value accretion, weren't there. I mean, do you think that has changed now that the that gold is you know over seventeen hundred bucks? I do think it's changed. I, I I think we were setting up already for a you know a constructive market for gold. As I said, we've got uh, you know real interest rates are already pushing towards zero in in, in many jurisdictions. Government debt is at you know near record levels. Mm -hmm. uh, We've seen central banks buying, so you know Russia, China, others have been buying gold over the last time to bolster their own currency. Uh, right now, with the ongoing crisis, you know governments across the world are printing money, and you know ultimately that's going to diminish the value of that of that money. And so, you know, you, you can't print gold; you need to mine it. And so, I think there's a real, a real strong argument for the value of gold in, in this in this market dynamic. So, yeah, I think we're we're moving very constructively uh, with respect to gold. Uh, and again, to tie it back to, to Canada, uh, we've got a, a government here that's that is um, you know fiscal policies and 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 the bailouts that we're seeing over the last uh, you know several weeks here are are driving the Canadian dollar downward. Um, you know, combine that with oil prices, uh, I don't see the Canadian dollar really improving very rapidly from here. So I think we've we've got a double bump here that uh, we're we're going to be able to take advantage of being so close to production. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Um, obviously, we we can't have a conversation like talking about COVID and the impact of the, on the company. Uh, frustrating time for you, given that you were, you know, I see set, setting a good pace for all of this. You're still looking to the end of this year to pour. We are. Yeah, we've uh, obviously it's a situation we've been watching very closely. Um, you know, from from early in the year, uh, mining is an essential service in Ontario, uh, and that covers exploration right through to operations and, and reclamation. Uh, we're working from home where we can. We've got physical distancing policies in place. Uh, we're, we're, we're monitoring people on shift change. And, and thus far, uh, we've, we've seen no impacts uh, at site. Uh, relatively fortunate in the Red Lake, Ontario, located in, in the, uh, the western half of Ontario, has no COVID cases. Uh, there's actually none in all of Northwest Ontario and hasn't been for, for some time. And, uh, and so being in a community as opposed to fly in, fly out, uh, all of our employees live in Red Lake, work in Red Lake, it, it restricts the movement, if you will. So it's, uh, it's, we're fortunate that it's a relatively um, uh, straightforward area to, to build a mine. Okay. What are you excited about? What's going to get you excited about all this? I'm really excited about uh, the opportunities on our, on our project. You know, I'll talk about uh, the 8 zone. The 8 zone is our high grade zone. It runs, you know, 20 to 30 grams per ton. It forms part of our, you know, part of our mine plan. Uh, we have inferred resources in there. Importantly, it's open both up and down plunge. So I'm really excited about getting underground, setting ourselves up from an exploration perspective and starting to put some drill holes into the eight zone to expand it. I think the market's going to get really behind us as we start to drill those holes and see some of the truly phenomenal grades that uh, we've seen in, in work that's been done thus far. When's that coming? Uh, so it's it's interesting because we started our pre-production underground development in in December. It's about five months ahead of plan. Uh, to date, we're achieving you know around eight meter advance per day versus a plan of five meters. So again, we're about fifty to sixty percent ahead of plan. 
And what that does is it, it de-risks startup. We're going to open up more of the mine. We'll have more, more mining areas to evaluate and we can optimize our mining sequence to bring high grade forward. The other really important characteristic there is we're going to get down there faster. And so when you look at the cash flow, you know, it really peaks out you know, pre-tax cash flow at today's metal prices is about $200 million in year five. That's the eight zone driving that. Mm-hmm. And we think we can bring that as much as two years forward. So you'll, you'll start seeing some drilling in the area here in, in the next couple of years and, and it'll be it'll be really exciting. That's fantastic. Um, well, look, Darren, nice update. I mean, it's, it's obviously moved on significantly since we last spoke in, in August, um, despite you know the interruptions uh, in the market at the yep. moment. Um, we should stay in touch because it sounds like the end of this year is a very, very big moment for you and your plan. Um, so yeah, pick up the phone, let, let us know what's going on. Excellent. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.